Hi, and welcome to the Magical Soul Healing Podcast. I am your host, Jessica Mazzo. I'm known online as Jess the Empress. I started this podcast as a way to support people. I am very passionate about mental health, tarot, and astrology, and combining all those perspectives so that individuals can do better, so that they can improve their lives, improve their well-being, improve the quality of their day-to-day. And I'm bringing all of that passion onto this online space, onto this podcast. So I really hope that these episodes support you. I'm so excited to hang out. I'll see you soon in the episode and I'm sending you love. Hey, hi, hello friends. It's your girl, Jessica Mazzo, AKA Jessie Empress. I'm here to talk about Mars entering Pisces. Let's get into it. So I have a few notes, our highlight energy of this upcoming transit. Then I'm going to get into the mini readings for each element. Um, If you have not been here before, that's the typical flow that I do a podcast or YouTube video by. So I'll go over the major energy themes that I'm picking up. I read the tarot cards and then I do the mini readings uh, for the elements at the end of the episode. So make sure that you stick around for that. All right. So Mars is connected to the tower tarot card and Pisces is connected to the moon. These are really interesting energies because we have a lot of fire with Mars and we have this dreamy, cooled off kind of murky energy with Pisces. So Mars is moving into Pisces on the 14th. I have my notes here. And then it's there up until May 24th. Um, You'll get another episode from me around May 24th about what Mars is doing then. But for now, we're focusing on it being in Pisces up until kind of like the end of uh, May. So I want everybody who's into tarot to grab your tarot deck or if you want to look online, look up the tower tarot card and then look up the moon tarot card. And for everybody on camera, you can see these. I really, really like this version of the moon. Uh, This is the Deviant Moon Tarot deck. But the actual moon card here I think is so cool because these people are like kind of being puppeteered by the moon. And the moon represents our emotions. It represents what's in the deep layers of our psyche that we might not have full access to. But that's still motivating us. So here we're talking about the subconscious mind. And we know that the subconscious mind runs in the background and does kind of move us forward. Uh, And we we don't really know all of it. So there's mystery. There's illusion happening in the moon. And I think it's such a fascinating card because it allows us to sit with our own emotions. That's the invitation from the moon card. It is to sit with our own emotions. And it is to say, you know, I wonder why I'm making some of the choices that I'm making. I wonder why some of these feelings are popping up around this person or this particular situation or why this feeling is lingering and it hasn't gone anywhere. But the moon card is a very deep energy. In the traditional deck, there is a crawfish coming out of the water and there's a few sort of theories around this, but it's to say that the crawfish comes out and that's our a new awareness kind of making its way to the surface of our psyche. Um, it could also be a new feeling or sensation making its way up and out of our muscles, up and out of our body. And then it kind of goes back into the water. And it does this. Like, this is the card. This is the energy of the card. So it's to say that as we journey through life, we're going to have these times where things, they don't just come out. They don't just make themselves known. We don't just get to the bottom of it right away. It takes time. There's again, like a mystery. There's an unfolding. There's a, there's a, yeah, like a wildness behind it. And that is what we cannot control and nor do we need to control. I think that we as humans want to have more control than what we're really designed to have, but we get attached to the idea that we need to control or that we can control 
more. And then we take that responsibility on ourselves. But then that ends up kind of fucking us up because then we're not leaning into surrendering, right? Then we're starting to become these, well, control freaks, for lack of a better word. And that's not necessarily the best thing, you know, for us mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. And it's interesting because the tower, the tower, I love the tower. When I get the tower card, when I pull my own cards and I get the tower, I get really excited because I know that I've been putting in work and things are about to change. Now, the tower is an interesting invitation because (laughs) there's a person jumping off of the tower as the tower is being struck by lightning or being toppled over. There's a variety of images. Um, But in this one, it it correlates a little bit more to the traditional deck, which is a, a person jumping out of the tower as it's being hit by lightning. So this is to say that you can bail out of a situation before it gets bad. You know, you don't have to wait till you hit rock bottom in order to change your behavior. And that takes willpower, but it also takes reflection. And this is the invitation of the moon. And this is a huge energy because what I feel like Mars and Pisces is inviting all of us into is to get clear about our spiritual journey, right? Let's refine our spiritual goals and decide what it is that we really want to show up for and what do we want to let go of, right? We are constantly changing. And sometimes we find that we've been holding on to something and it doesn't really align with where we want to go into the future. And that has to be reconciled and that is the tower. Things are going to change. Change is inevitable. So it's not bad. This is, it's designed, we're designed to... We are designed to change. However, we don't always like that. And we don't have to always like it. But I find that getting curious about change, maybe getting curious about how we can like it, (laughs) can also help us uh, explore what needs to be shifted and what new foundation we need to stand on. Because the thing about the tower is that the top of the tower is toppling over. It's not the whole tower. We're not losing everything. And this is metaphorically speaking, right? So we're, we're not losing a full sense of self. If anything, we're standing further in our truth. So the self that shifts is the old self. I think this is such an interesting energy. And I'm really curious to see how this manifests for me, how this manifests for y'all. What I did on a personal level, um, so I have like a little journal and every, all of the new moons and full moons, I, I journal. I pull tarot cards and journal. And so I started to expand this out into these other energetic shifts. So Mars and Pisces I already did. Um, but the questions that I ask myself, which maybe you can ask yourself as well, are what can I focus on spiritually at this time? You know, so my guides gave me some answers on that. My tarot cards gave me some answers about what I can best focus on. And I came to a personal conclusion about shifting out of sadness. I'd like to really be able to do that better. And this isn't to say that I'm going to bypass feeling sad because I know that that's not helpful and that's not even what I was being invited into. But what I was being invited into was just tuning, like not sitting in the space of the missed opportunity, like, like, How can I language this? So on one hand, there's grieving the missed opportunity. That is sacred. That is the spiritual work. But then there's another space of wallowing, playing the victim, playing the blame game a little too long. It's not a problem if I'm there, but it is a problem if I stay there longer than I need to because I I still have work to do. We all have work to do, right? And so we're going to find ourselves on the spectrum of all the things. And so when I find myself there, I haven't always pulled myself out of it. I've allowed myself to overindulge, honestly, in those feelings because I'm still getting something out of it. And my guides are like, but, you're, but it's not helping you because we have other things that we want you to get out of your experience and it's, it's more empowerment. <laughs> so let's shift out of the disempowered state just a little bit quicker Let's open up to curiosity just a little bit sooner 
And I do feel like this is me jumping out of the tower before I hit a rock bottom. I don't have to sit there longer than I need to. If I choose to, if I consciously choose to, well, I'm not going to beat myself up about it because then that just adds a layer of shame on top of it. But it's good for me to break up that, um, you know, not wanting to do anything about it with curiosity. That's like one of the biggest pivoting energies, I guess I could explain it as, to moving out of that state. But anyway, so then my questions were like, how can I best release what isn't serving me? And the release, I feel like, is coming from whatever is bubbling up in your psyche. And you can look at your behavior. Look at what you've been doing. Look at the amount of music and news you've been consuming, food you've been consuming, exercise you've been engaging in or not engaging in, the topics of conversation, the topics of your thoughts. All of this can be reviewed, and this is the invitation of the moon. Some of this has to go. I realized when I was reviewing my mindset there were things that I was ruminating on. And here we go. This is where I want to grow. I don't want to ruminate as often. And I'm not going to say that I don't want to ruminate at all because personally, I think that's too high of a goal. It's Our minds are designed to ruminate. It's not healthy, but it's a part of our design. It's coping, right? So it's fine. But I also know like, okay, that's not the best way to cope. I can cope differently. And so this is what I mean by I have to release those thoughts. I have to release, again, the the, the inner stories and the narratives that don't help me shift into empowerment as quickly as I would like. And the moon is the invitation into saying, okay, well, what are the thoughts? What are the stories? When do they pop up? What are you feeling? And how am I navigating that space? And I don't always have full clarity, right? Because sometimes I'll find myself ruminating and then I'm like, oh shit, I'm doing it again. And sometimes it's hard. Like I might even try to think back a little bit and grab onto like the tendrils of thoughts that are like kind of in my psyche and my brain. And I can't, nothing really comes up. It feels very murky and blurred. And I say, okay, whatever. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to figure this out like hardcore. I'm gonna go throughout my day. I noticed what I noticed. And, and now I can say, okay, like I'm still doing this a little bit. Let me stay open to what else is what else is really going on. And then I move into a little bit more of a mindful state because I caught myself, like, right, ruminating. It's not to say that we know we're entering a state of rumination or for you it could be just negative self-talk or whatever, right? Um, so my third question was, how can my adult self best show up for my inner child? Now, I say this because the moon is full of feeling and sensations and it's very, like, non-verbal a lot of the time and then we have the tower which tends to be some type of inner shift and it's interesting too because in my tower moments and this is only this is my experience in my tower moments I can get very excited but if I don't temper the excitement I can then move a little too quickly because I'm kind of gassed up from the excitement and I'm not saying that it, it does anything like it doesn't sabotage anything. It doesn't mess me up in a, in a big way, <clears throat> but I definitely have a tendency to skip steps. If I'm in the state of excitement, if, excuse me, if I'm in the state of excitement, but in the skipping steps, I then have to, I kind of fuck something up and then have to go back and fix it, you know? So it's about pacing myself and it's about how it's like, um, grounding that excitement and channeling it and also yeah not being so quick to take it and run with it just allowing myself to sit in the excitement in the anticipation and remind myself that when it's go time I'll be ready to go um, and and really let go of the it's a commingled anxiety anticipation stage um, <clears throat> but really let go of the anxious thoughts that are commingled with the anticipation about what's to come. When am I going to use my energy? You know, like that kind of stuff. Um, so my adult self is here now present to talk to my little one to say, Oh, you're feeling excited. That's right. Like it's on its way. What do you want is on its way. And like I had just said, reminding myself, you're going to act at the right time. You have done that many, many times. So Remind yourself of that. Sit in that knowing a little bit longer. Breathe into this excitement. This is really cool. But let go, let go of the anxiety. Like let go of the trying to figure it all out energy, right? And allow yourself to just be in the feelings of excitement. Um, that's hard for me, you know? So 
Lastly, I had just asked from uh, for a message from my higher self for the Mars and Pisces time period. I wanted to know like what they had to say about my personal flow. So they gave me some messages there. Um, but like I had mentioned, I'm going to go into the topics now for the Mars and Pisces. It's a great time to prioritize inner reflection and spiritual goals. So desire is, I think, going to start bubbling up inside of us, feelings and, as I mentioned, excitement, anticipation, maybe some anxiety, a little bit of worry probably. Um, but in that, I don't quite see that there's clarity behind the desire. So don't act on the desires quite yet. I think we're going to be better off acting around May 24th when Mars moves into Aries because we have a real clear uh, fiery energy, like a lot of like momentum behind the action. Uh, supporting, being We're being supported by a lot of um, higher, you know, higher momentum, which is great. So now I feel like it's just writing down the desires, noticing what you want to go to, and this is where we can understand a little bit more about what's running in the subconscious. You know, why might we have a desire to reach out to somebody that treated us like shit? Like, why, why might that be? Why? Why? Like, what are, what's going on there? What are the deeper feelings? Are you feeling lonely? You know? Or, or are you just genuinely feeling like you miss them and you want to reach out? And it's, like, not a problem to miss someone, but also, like, we don't have to reach out to people that treat us like shit that haven't changed, you know, that don't meet us where we're at. Like, those are two different things. So we have to really, like, this is just a very simple example, but it's good to check in with that. It's good to check in with the stories you tell yourself about your worth and who you are during this time because this is going to help you, again, see are the choices you're making coming from you believing that you are worthy or are they coming from that you're feeling insecure and you're feeling unworthy and not good enough and all the things and I bet that you're going to have both pop up I'm sure there's areas you're making strong decisions because you know you're worthy and then I'm sure that there's other areas where you're like ah, this isn't my best <laughs> and that's okay we want to just look at the desire and we want to say this is present within me this is the time of getting data before acting and so there's a rebalancing and a redistribution of energy happening in this Mars and Pisces, and I think it's really cool. Um, it's also a great time to reflect on the context of your arguments and create new strategies. Because the other thing I wrote down around this is what do you argue about with other people, and what are you defending and protecting? The tower can be argumentative, but it's not a problem because it's all about ego and the ego being reconstructed, which is something that we we do have the power, again, we have the power to make the conscious choice to reconstruct our personality, to change the parts of us that we don't like. At the same time, there can be moments when somebody brings something to our attention and we are like, oh my God, I had no idea that I was doing that. I didn't realize I was being difficult in this area well, shit, this is kind of like a slap in the face and it feels super vulnerable, but I'm still going to take this as an invitation to change. Now, when we're having deeper conversations with people and things shift into conflict, they shift into arguing, we can become defensive. That's just a part of our normal ego structure. Most people get defensive. I get defensive. I'm very quick uh, to be defensive in certain situations, especially when I feel like I am fearful, like I'm scared, my inner child is scared, her first def her first defense is to be defensive. Um, it's not, I don't typically shut down, I typically lash out. <laughs> so I have to breathe, right, remind myself that I'm actually not being attacked. It feels like I'm being attacked because I feel like I'm going to lose something or many things, many stories in there for myself. But anyway, I have to be a better arguer, like it's something that I really want to improve. I want to improve my conflict resolution, how quickly I come to a repair, when I apologize and how I apologize. There's a lot of things in there. And so the tower is all about this as well because it's saying that you can have a stronger sense of self 
that isn't going to get like your you as an individual, your self-esteem, it's not going to crumble when something hits you and you realize you have to change it, right? Because with the tower, like I said, you can bail out as the tower is falling or you can say, oh no, like this is a lightning bolt of information that just struck my brain and I have to like rally and fix, you know? So anyway, when you're arguing with other people, what are you defending and protecting? And how, how long are you holding on to that defensiveness and the protectiveness and why? Um, part of the why is because we defend and protect to keep ourselves safe. It's just what the ego does as a, an automatic reaction. So it's not bad, but you have to ask yourself, what are you defending? What are you protecting? What feels a little fragile? What feels a little vulnerable? And there's nothing wrong with admitting these things, because if you don't, what happens is you're playing in the shadow aspect of the moon where you're repressing and suppressing, this is only going to create more and more problems. And your tower moments are unfortunately going to happen more frequently because you're not looking at what is coming up to be looked at, especially if people are bringing you some things and you're saying, that's not me. You're just rejecting any type of feedback. <laughs> like that's not helpful. It's never going to get you anywhere that you want to be except for lonely, you know? So when are you most likely to argue? For me, I'm most likely to argue when it comes to religious um, beliefs, not because I have any, but because I don't understand why people do. And so I then become uh, full of questions and confused, and then I want clarity on why people think like that and or believe in that, not think like that, I can see why they think like that, but more so like cling to those systems. Um, and I'm, I'm more likely to argue psychology in the face of religious beliefs. And the arguing doesn't have to be heated always, right? It, arguing doesn't have to be this intense thing. Despite the tower card, arguing can be, despite how the tower card looks, it looks very like bombastic. But what I'm saying is, Arguing can also be you standing in your truth, standing on your foundation. And what shifts, right, what happens in the tower is that the people who don't agree to disagree with you, they leave, right? That's still a shift. It's not necessarily the most pleasant shift, but this could be when you stand up for your boundaries, when you are protecting the things that are just and that are right for you to argue for, because arguing is not a problem. As long as it's followed up with some form of conflict resolution and repair if there has been damage, right? So this is so great. This, I think, is a huge invitation into saying, I feel this way. I feel passionate about this. And again, the moon card giving us a little bit more feeling or, or tapping into our feeling. And we feel passionate about this or we feel sad about this. We feel confused about this. Let's talk about this. Let's do something about this. And there can be this. I think this, what's happening now collectively is a larger inner pull to, to change systems, systems that suck. And this has been happening for a long time, but I feel like a lot of us are going to be a little more aware of it now. And I also feel like it's about helping your immediate systems around you and saying, well, I have this desire to be supportive. I have this desire to fix and rescue and whatever. And we want to make sure that we're not... Uh, we're not fixing from this place of wanting to be a hero, wanting to be worshipped, excuse me, wanting to be worshipped. We're not fixing to bypass our own discomfort that things aren't going well, right? Um, so we have to check in with all those things. But as far as the arguing goes, I do feel like this is the time that's going to help us in our arguments get really close to what we care about, and then we can restructure how we show up uh, and continue to care about those things. And we might even we might even have a lightning bolt revelation that some of the stuff that we care about we actually don't care about. We actually don't want to argue about it anymore. We're going to lay it to rest and and move forward. And that's also okay. Um, that is the whole point of this time period. So then. 
I talking about the creation of healthy outlets so that less sabotage and repressed emotion does not disrupt your daily life and goals. This is the tower. This is the, the whole point of the moon and, and Pis yes, sorry, the moon and Mars together is if you don't have healthy outlets, then again, like I said, you're going to find yourself in more and more tower moments really being like, why is everything falling apart? Well, everything had to fall apart in order for you to get some clarity. It sucks, right? Like I've been there. I have been there. <laughs> if you don't know, um, I divorced in 2016 and what a tower moment. I mean, Jesus, like if, if any card could explain probably like that the, the two years of my life that were the ending of this marriage, it's the tower, you know, um, because I was standing up for myself. I was really shifting into who I was and pursuing my goals and, and choosing to, to finally put myself first. But of course, that changed the relational dynamic between me and the other person because for so long I had been presenting myself as not, I, I wasn't presenting myself as like I was important. I was presenting things as that they were more important than me. So then once I started to take my level of control back, which was rightfully mine to take back, of course, they didn't like that because then that meant less energy was dedicated to them. Uh, so things had to fall. But um, I had some pretty good outlets, <clears throat> but I still needed to have better ones. <clears throat> and I learned how to have better ones through therapy. Thank God for therapy. Um, and I realized that at the time, I had a lot of repressed emotions. I had a lot of things that I wasn't feeling, um, I wasn't looking at, you know. water break. So I had to have a, a long conversation with myself and take some accountability. So why not take accountability now? Why not? Because what happens in, again, moving forward into Mars and Aries, if you have a list of things you want to be accountable for, you can make an action plan around that. Then you can take the action. And I, again, I feel like this momentum towards action is building over the next several weeks. So what healthy outlets are going to help you get out of your emotion and stay connected to your preferred goals, whether they be all, well, all the goals, you know what I mean? Mental, physical, emotional, spiritual, all of them. Um, all right. <laughs> this is the last point before we go into the mini readings. Um, Actually, I already mentioned it. Reflect on whether there are signs, emotions showing, showing up um, to tell you that it's okay to bail out of a situation that's already failing. That's the thing about the tower. Like, we don't have to stay in a building that's crumbling. If the shit sucks, it sucks. Let's rebuild it. Let's not try to cling on for what. Um, yeah, exactly to the point. We don't have to wait until rock bottom to understand the lesson or to take accountability and responsibility. Um, and if we find ourselves at a rock bottom, of course, let's be kind and compassionate. Because like I said, I've been there. I've been at a rock bottom many times, many, many times. Are you ready? <laughs> Are you ready to get into it? I have air signs. This is what we're starting off with. So air signs, let's look at what's up with your Mars and Pisces message. So the way that I wanted to do this was pull from three different decks. I have the Tarot del El Toro deck, which I love. It's so cool. It reminds me of the Deviant... Uh, tarot, but it's a little bit, how can I best describe this deck? At least my experience of it. Okay, when I use this deck, I feel like I'm getting 
ancient wisdom. I feel like there's an older person speaking to me and giving me guidance. That's like the best way that I can explain this deck. And for that reason, I really like it. And then I also have the, you know what? I totally forgot the name of this deck. I'm so sorry. It's some type of Oracle deck. It's really popular. I don't think it's, it's not written on the cards. It might even be called like the Wisdom of the Oracle deck. I don't have the box anymore, so I like totally forgot the name of it. And then I'm going to follow up with a self-care card. So just an activity that you can drop into. So I'm going to pull these three cards for each, excuse me, I'm going to pull these three decks for each element. We're going to start off with the air element. Okay. All right, so for air signs, you have the ten of pentacles and the nine of cups. What's coming to me is a message about embracing the change because the number 10 represents the ending and the beginning. So something is shifting for air in a really big way. And instead of instead of feeling of thinking and staying in the thought that it's the worst case scenario. And instead of staying in the feelings around that, can you also expand into considering that things could work out and that you did your best and that if it were meant to keep going or if it weren't meant to change, then it wouldn't. It would have stayed, you know, it would have stayed. Um, and that can be hard, you know, especially if it's a lot of, like, grief feelings. That can be a hard, um, it, yeah, exactly. It can be hard to expand into considering something else other than the worst-case scenario or really getting locked into those thoughts. So your oracle card is round and round. Well, this could be a lesson, a huge lesson. You know, you might say, why do I have to do this again? I thought that I put in the time, the energy. I really thought that I learned that. I thought I learned it all the way and it would never reappear again. I feel like if that's where you're at, well, meet yourself there. You know, when I see clients beating themselves up about a thing that they thought they healed that came back, I say, I don't, I don't, I would like for you to consider that maybe we don't heal it all the way. Maybe we just learn how to be okay, be a little bit more okay with it when it shows up, right? Maybe we just learn how to have more tolerance, more acceptance, because that's, that to me is more of the spiritual journey and the psycholo the psycho psychological journey is about our tolerance for these things that we don't necessarily like, even within ourselves. And I want to say to air science, you have put in work. And I feel like it's important for me to say this because it's showing up in the 10 of pentacles. The 10 means that you have journeyed one through 10. You've done a great job, but just because these things resurfaced, that doesn't take away from the hard work that you've put in. Is there more work to do? Sure, but we all have more work to do. So welcome to being a human, you know? I feel like this is about embracing, being realistic, being grounded. Um, less head in the clouds, I think will be an important thing, but feeling into how far you've come, feeling into your own personal growth and that, you know, you're doing great. I think that's an, it's an important thing. So your self-care card is the meditate card. Well, I know that there's a lady on a lotus, um, but honestly, it's like whatever meditation works for you is the one that I'm going to recommend for you. Um, this could be a walking meditation, yoga, as you're cooking, like it's whatever. There's no, um, there's, there's many different ways to meditate. So 
go into that sweet spot and use the Pisces moon energy to get still and to listen. Listen to your body. Listen to what's underneath the pain. Listen to what's underneath that nagging voice that says you should have known better, blah, blah, blah. There's a kinder one there. You know, there really is. Um, and it'll be important that you hear that. Okay, now we're moving into water signs. So you have the Ace of Discs and the Five of Wands. I feel like water signs, you have this conflict energy, which is great because we talked about that. So you might find yourself in these situations where you have to be more firm, you have to set boundaries. Don't expect yourself to get the boundary right all the time. But ask yourself, what are you protecting? Why is the level of defense you're putting up the appropriate defense? Or is it coming from a place of like previous wounding and now you're kind of uh, projecting right onto the people or situations in front of you? You know, like get into that space. This will be, this will be good for you to dive into. Deep knowing. Yeah, so this conflict is helping you get clearer about who you are when it comes to your boundaries. There's something that you are protecting. And until you sit with yourself and until you ask yourself those questions, that wisdom isn't likely to pop up. You are likely to then just... Yeah, I want to say be a little more reactive to things as opposed to proactive. And I bet, bet that if you sit down and if you look at some of your previous patterns and most recent patterns, you'll see where you need to be proactive so that conflict with people doesn't have such a negative effect on you. Um, because conflict can be really draining. Even if it's positive conflict, it can be draining. But also, your relationship with conflict can change when you have a more proactive approach. Right, as opposed to just feeling like you're being under attack and like, oh no, how do you want to put up boundaries? Who do you need to put them up with? Right, you know, Susie so and so always comes at you with some fucking attitude. Why are you surprised every day that she does it? You know, like be on, be on the defense and not in a negative way. Like think about it in terms of like a game. You know, be on the defense. Know she's gonna come up with this attitude and block it. Be it energetically, verbally, both, you know, like there's a, there's something deeper here. Obviously, you know about, so <laughs> water, so spirit's definitely guiding you through this time. Um, and then also, the other thing I want to say, this is, uh, I think, going to help a lot of water out or whoever's listening. If you start to feel guilty about putting up new boundaries, that means you're on the right track. Because what you were protecting something before, but it wasn't you. You were protecting their feelings. Now that you're protecting your own feelings, you feel kind of bad about it. Because they're going to feel some type of way. But how long have you been feeling the way you've been feeling? And if we check in, the way you've been feeling hasn't necessarily been feeling good, respected, valued, right? So that is a result of standing up for yourself. And it's not always about them respecting and valuing you. It is about you respecting and valuing yourself. You are going to reinforce that internally when you set boundaries. Lastly, you have intuition as your oracle card, your self-care oracle card. So keep listening to yourself. You have both the deep knowing and the intuition saying that your Pisces energy, your water energy being actual Pisces, is, is very strong here during this time. And so some of these wounds that you have, some of these defenses are old and they don't need to be played out the way that they have been. And some of this energy needs to be better, right? It needs to be improved upon. And some of these boundaries need to be set. But it's really from a place of loving yourself. And if people can't see your boundaries as a form of self-love, then that's where you then witness them where they're at, which is their lack of self-love for themselves, right? That they would see your boundaries as a slight against them, as that they, they can't access what they want from you. Then that shows that they're consciously or unconsciously being manipulative. 
And sure, you can have compassion for that to a degree, but you still need to stand up for yourself. Um, earth signs. And also, when we set boundaries, it doesn't always mean the worst case scenario is going to happen, so please check in with your stories around that. Um, I mean, even in my divorce, it wasn't the worst case scenario. That when I stood up for myself, this person inevitably pushed back, didn't like it, and left. Like, it's probably one of the best things. <laughs> so, earth signs. You have the knight of wands, and you also have the four of pentacles. Earth signs, your values are changing. Some of your values are changing. Some of the security that you have been feeling might not feel so great right now. So you might be turning to old things, trying to get a sense of security, and it's leaving you feeling a little bit apathetic unsatisfied so something has to change here um, I do feel like with the knight of wands there is this getting curious because your your energy does look like it's being rebalanced pretty strongly so I, I feel like it is about taking more deliberate action in what you do and saying, okay, if I value, if I value quality time with my partner, but I keep getting on the phone and I'm not paying attention to them, what's going on here? I need to make a plan of like putting down my phone so that I can get back in touch with quality time. But let's say you value quality time, but it's like hustle season, which happens to most of us, and it's not a problem. I don't necessarily think hustling is bad so long as it's not you know, 24-7, like it's on our whole life. But let's say you're in a season of hustle, but you also value quality time. And you're trying to make your quality time like it has been, like in the past, right, where you have hours of it. Something has to shift in your value system, maybe temporarily, to say quality time is going to be 30 minutes with this person, kids, dog, by myself, whatever. No phone, no nothing, but I, I can't dedicate the same amount of time. And that's okay, you know, these things are temporary. You have to the sea. This is your oracle card. I just feel like the boat is a little choppy right now. You're kind of floating. Again, some of these things that uh, have worked for you aren't leaving you feeling satisfied. You might feel a little bit disoriented because of that, feeling like, yeah, like to the sea, like you're just floating and you're like, ah. none of this is really landing. Take the amount of controlled action that you can and do your best. Be the observer of what's going on within your sphere. Pleasure. This is your other self-care card. I like this because Mars is about sexual drive as well. So um, if you're not allowing yourself to have pleasure, what are you doing? <laughs> this is my question. If you value pleasure, if you value feeling good, there are ways you can do that. Solo sex, um, sex with a partner. Uh, yeah, there's tons of ways you could do that. And also I think about like a massage, not just like erotic pleasure, but I think about sensation and like touching the body in lots of different ways. Um, but it seems like taking action to relieve some of this, actually not relieve, it's more of like elevate. That's how I keep seeing it. Elevating your energy during this time is going to be really important because when you're feeling like you're in between worlds or you're just kind of floating, um, there are things you can do to help yourself feel good amidst not knowing what, like amidst your values changing. And it's okay to have your values changed. I think so many of us are going to go through that, but 
you're you're creating a newer sense of structure for yourself. So you're also very much to the to the Mars Tower vibe, creating a new foundation. And maybe some of the things you have been doing and taking action on, you'll find yourself not, again, you'll notice that you don't like the results that you keep getting as you act. That's information. Because again, something within your belief system and your external actions are misaligned. But it's not until you look at where you're going and what you really value and review if they match, can you, you can't fix it until you do those things. And that just seems like what you're being invited into. Don't beat yourself up if you find that you're not operating in alignment. Like we all, it's fine. We're all like that. It's not a big deal. You're human. Okay, so now we're rounding out with fire. You all have, self-included, because I'm a Leo, the Queen of Blades and the Five of Cups. It's going to be very important for you to be objective. You need to consciously mind your mind right now. Uh, fire signs. Regret is very informative. Okay. It sucks. It's a very uncomfortable feeling. However, regret can let you, it shows you how to make better choices. The regret can be minor, and it can also be major. Most likely, it's going to be a combination of both of those things. I also feel like, because it's Pisces, there's like things that you haven't thought about for 10 years, like, like cycling through the brain right now, the psyche kind of coming up. And you might regret something that you said 10 years ago to a person. And... And, and haven't thought about it since then, you know? And it's just like, you're like, holy shit, I said that, I did that, and I feel so bad, I feel so whatever about it. Obviously, take time to mourn, but also make sure that you are releasing toxic shame. And this is why being objective is going to be really important for you. Because sitting in toxic shame isn't going to help you, Period. Realizing you can do better is what shame is designed to do. It's primal. It's something where it's like you realize you hurt another person, you feel bad, but that doesn't mean that there's something wrong with you. You were operating at a certain level of awareness at that time, and you made a mistake. You regret the mistake that you made. You can also, again, being objective, say, I want to do better. I don't want to repeat that ever again. What do I need to put in place so that I don't repeat it? Or... Is it even possible to make amends? And this is, I think about like the 12-step program. I feel like one of their steps is still about making amends with people that you hurt. And it's not about them forgiving you, but it is about clearing, clearing your energy field. If that's aligned, I don't necessarily feel like it's a step for everyone. It's so ask yourself, is this something you want to do? Is it worth it? And then question, you know, why you're reaching out. If you're reaching out so that you can hear them say that they forgive you, don't do it. I don't think that's right. Um, if you're reaching out because you hope to restore a friendship, really get clear on why things fell apart and make sure that you can take responsibility without holding on to, like, again, toxic shame. And if this person or people choose not to mend things with you, you have to ask yourself first, can you handle that reality if they say no? And then if you can't handle it, then don't do it. But I just overall just keep seeing the realization that there have that there the realization that you fucked up, you know, that's coming through. And that things didn't work out the way you wanted, but you also didn't have a level of control for some of these things. Sometimes you do your best and things don't work out. But again, you like me could ruminate on that or not. Your oracle card is flexible. So this is really important to break the pattern of being stuck in the, uh, the sadness, being stuck in the, um, the past, you know, 
grieving, actively grieving is, is what we all have to do on some level. And that's not a stuck feeling. It's certainly hard. It's certainly uncomfortable, but it's not a stagnant or stuck feeling. It's when we're like, then starting to become, yeah, like I mentioned, like bitter, resentful, ruminating, like again, like looping into the past and thinking he could have done this differently, he should have said this, blah, blah, blah. Instead of saying, I fucked up, here's what I want to do differently and moving forward, you know? Self-care card is the sing card. I love this. So use your voice, sing. There's a lot of research that shows when you're singing, you change your body, you change your physiology, you change how your brain uh, fires its chemistry. So you can get dopamine, serotonin, you can get better brain vibes, basically. From singing, there's nervous system regulation with, I think it's the vagal nerve that happens when you're singing. So who cares if you sound good? Put on some tunes that help shift your mood. Really, I think this is important. This is a, a conscious choice that you can make. Uh, do not, do not put on songs that keep you looping into sadness. Okay, so just turn off Adele, whatever the fuck else makes you feel sad. Stop. Like you have to give yourself a, a limit. And that's the objectiveness of the Queen of Swords. But with flexibility, it isn't saying that you cannot be there. You cannot be sad. You cannot be mournful. You cannot feel shame. It's not saying that, but it's saying that you can't stay there, right? And so you must be willing to kind of be all over the place right now, which, you know, that's not hard for fire to do because we're crazy. So, all right. I feel pretty wrapped on this episode. I love you. Thank you so much for being here. I really, really appreciate you. I also hope that this Mars and Pisces vibe serves you well. Keep me posted. Um, I love comments. I love when we chit-chat on Instagram. You can find me at Jess the Empress, or you can just leave comments here on the YouTube channel, and I will talk to you soon. Mwah. Sending you love until next time. Bye.